But that must be a great feeling, though, to write this for for 10 years and you get to the point where you show it off to like, you know, or show the script, at least to some people who you say are dickhead friends who just get like, because (laughs) I have also the same friends who just hate everything. (laughs) And so when you show them something and they're like, whoa, this is actually kind of rad. I'm like, yes, he's just like (laughs) you you have a little extra pep in your step and you're like, okay, maybe I can get this to work. We are the Get Realisms Podcast. I am Adam Chase Ray. And I am Christine Chen. And surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. We even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. <laughs> in our fourth season of get realisms we dive in deep with our esteemed guests from various film positions for a fireside chat or rather a fire watch chat and discuss their perspectives on what goes down in our industry enjoy welcome we are back with another episode of the Get Realists podcast, episode 122. I am Adam Chase Rennie. And I am Christine Chen, and we have a special guest today. Special guest, will you introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Mike Pariso, future filmmaker. Yay! <laughs> How do you say future? Are you not one right uh, now? Well, I mean, I guess I make other people's movies now. I guess future filmmaker of my own movies now. Oh, yeah, I've spent the years putting in other people's projects, so it's, it's time for mine, you know. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, what do you usually do on set when you're not being a future filmmaker? Oh, my God, I take tons of abuse and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretty much do everything um i started out in the industry doing like greens work which is you know just like digging holes and you know if there's a grave on tv that was filmed in texas i probably dug that uh <laughs> right on <laughs> and i worked my way up into like you know set deck and stuff like that and um i've recently gotten my foot in the door in uh, special effects and i got to do uh like on fear the walking dead i did a, a while on that with uh, special effects and then Walker, Texas Ranger, and stuff like that with effects. And then I was just the uh, on-set dresser for the new Spy Kids movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, done some art direction and stuff like that, you know. But lots of lots of everything except for be behind the actual camera, you know. Okay. So. And uh, I guess, how did you fall into Green's work? Was it just like a friend being like, hey, I need some trees, so go in and dig some holes? Uh, <laughs> it's actually... My father-in-law is actually a, a pretty well-known uh, production designer and art director, uh, John Frick. He did uh, Dazed and Confused and like Empire Records and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I started dating his daughter, and he was like, "Look, I don't want you waiting tables anymore. <laughs> Get a decent job." So <laughs> he hooked me hey, up that's, with that's like, an you know, moron. Get a decent job. Yeah. Work in film. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but you know at least it's something with the future hopefully you know waiting tables i mean the best i can get is another table you know so uh he got me in there the you know to see if i could handle it with the the long hours and stuff doing the the hole digging and stuff and uh you know just worked my way in through that yeah but you know without without him i probably would have uh you know been 
begging outside of studios for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. And did it was it like a I love it the first time you did it or was it like why the f did people do this? <laughs> it, it was really mixed. Like you know, it was a lot of walking around being like, "Wow, this is really cool. Like this is what you know dreams are made of." And then it was like, "Oh, cool. Well, it's also like 110 degrees outside, <laughs> and I'm holding a pickaxe, <laughs> and like this guy over here is really pissed off that that grave isn't ready yet." <laughs> And uh, so, you know, there's it's a double-edged sword. You know, you get the, the glory, but you also get the the pain. <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely a love-hate relationship. So how long sure. did you, when was that gig? When was that first time you did that? And how long have you been in this industry since then? The first time I did that was on Revolution when that came to town. So I guess it's been like That's maybe 11 years, years. Wasn't 10, 11 years. Since I yet. remember Revolution came yeah, yeah yeah and uh i got you know rode hard and put away wet on that several times <laughs> and uh oh. it, it, it everything since that's been really like you know just a step up each time <laughs> yeah and yeah, uh yeah, yeah. you know green green's work is a very unforgiving work so uh, i'm i physically just can't do it anymore i have to move into a different part of the industry because it's you know i have permanent arthritis in my shoulders and a bad back and bad knees and so my my solution to that was to move into moving furniture with set dressing instead. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I do set dressing and my back is breaking when I move couches. And yeah, <laughs> I can't no believe kidding. you're doing it. <laughs> they always want it on the damn top floor. <laughs> always know. on the top floor. It's never an elevator. I carried a it's grand piano once. Building. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Adams in production design. So. No, but I trumped everything what you just said, Christine. What did you say? R repeat it one oh, more time. I said, I said uh, Adams in production design. No, no, no. Before that. Before that. Oh, about that's always on the third floor and that it never works and there's no elevator. Oh, Something right. Like, <laughs> like, hey, we're in this old ass building and we the elevator doesn't work. We don't have access. The best is when you're in a modern building with elevators you're like we're not allowed to use elevators like what do you fucking mean we aren't allowed to use yeah. elevators yeah exactly <laughs> uh like on fear we were at this giant uh like uh i guess it was an office building downtown and they had one little elevator and stuff and they're like you can put your carts in it but you can't go up with your cart so you'd be like pushing your giant cart in there and then hitting like and third then... floor and then running up the stairs <laughs> trying to what? catch your cart the the floor it was so stupid i'm like can't we just like I mean, how much more weight could one person be? Let me yeah. in the damn elevator. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so I guess if some... So what made you do the transition to, oh, I'm going to be a future filmmaker. I'm going to make make my next thing. Uh, you know, I've, I've always wanted to. I've, I've been sitting on all of these stories for, like, years. I've told all of my stories by mouth to people. People keep <laughs> saying, you need to make these into movies. And I'm like... I'm in the right industry, I should, and then this strike finally happened, you know, and I was like, well, everybody I know is unemployed, yep. it's time to make something, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, normally yeah. no one's available, so right. it's time. Now everybody is, yeah. And, uh, you know, that. now we're we're pushing for the indie world to be more prominent and stuff, so it's, you know, it's a good place to be, and uh, I, think, I think genuinely, I think the strike's gonna work really well for the indie world, I think we're all gonna do really well once it's over you know a lot of money is going to be diverted to us and i want to be part of that 
<laughs> Give me some of that money. It's written out in the world and we're no longer the, on the back yeah. anymore. Yeah. Soon will be the conglomerates. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cycle repeats itself. <laughs> exactly. As long as I'm on the top of that cycle, it's all good. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I guess tell us a little bit about your shoot. Uh, if you were to give a log line, what would it be? What kind of film is it? Where are you going to shoot it? How many days? You know, all the juicy bits. Uh, well, it is going to be a, a three-day shoot all overnight. Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're in Texas, though, and so, like, I mean, really, the it's overnight so much better. The summer, it's you know? so summer. It's so much yeah, better. Let's, let's do some nights. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. it's it's three nights. Um, it's all exterior. It's all driving, basically. Oh, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, uh, I chose the first film to be like the, probably the hardest thing you can film: <laughs> exterior <laughs> nights on a road. Yeah, that's great. Michelle Melissa uh, has a great time with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She Michelle's like so awesome, man. She's my first AD, and you yeah. know she's she's got that fire under my ass. So now I'm 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 moving forward quickly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you're when you're sitting there on your own, you know, you you have all this time to just sit and think about it and stuff. But once you get Michelle on board and stuff, it's time to freaking go. <laughs> yeah, well, you just listed like AD nightmares, so of course, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice time and it's on the road and it's all driving. I'm like, oh god. How yeah. dare you? Oh yeah. <laughs> but we got the double package with her because her husband Ben is going to be yes. my gaffer too, so they yes. they can mm. chat about it all night and work out all the kinks and stuff mm. like at home, <laughs> you know. It's I like everybody to be in little packages. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and why? Uh, so yes. <laughs> it's it's a horror film and uh, it's a it's supposedly a true story that a friend of mine's mom told me about getting lost on a dirt road that de uh, she got sent on a detour and encounters something unexpected on this detour that I can't tell too much or it'll mm. give away too much, but. Okay. Uh, it's it's a long dirt road with a scary end to it. <laughs> and um, there will be a lot of blood. No, actually, there is going to be zero blood. Like, zero blood. I, while I, okay. Okay. I love I love blood and gore and stuff to a certain extent, but I feel like it's overused in the industry and stuff. And I think, um, you know, as a, a set dresser and an effects guy, I know how much cleanup is involved in that. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, it's like, if I want to add blood to this, it's going to be another three days at it. <laughs> Just on <laughs> resets and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it really makes sense to me to try to avoid blood the first few movies and stuff until I can afford, like, a giant crew of people running with their mops and, you know, squeegees and all that stuff. But um, I also think that, you know, like, a lot of the horror that we, like, you know, we live in horror all day long. Every corner you turn, there's something terrible that could happen, and it doesn't always involve blood. A lot of times, it's just a really terrifying situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to kind of showcase the things that can just happen in an everyday life where, you know, you... You just don't know what's going to happen, and all of a sudden your regular day has destroyed your entire existence. Uh, um, so when you started writing it, when did you write it and conceive it, and then when did you put it into gear for pre-production and all that stuff? Like, what was that process like? I've been sitting on the story for about ten years now. Oh, <laughs> and I've, wow! I've written okay. it, written it 
maybe 50 times and okay. deleted it and rewritten it and deleted it and rewritten it. And yeah. uh, I'm finally, I'm feeling confident in it now. Uh, everybody that I've, I've showed it to when they've read it has been like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, so, like, uh, the, the reaction that I'm getting from people who are, especially my really judgmental dickhead friends are really like giving me that like whoa you know and so I'm, i feel like i finally got it down and I'm, I'm sitting on something gold and uh i'm i'm ready to push it out there and stuff so i mean i guess i would say it's been a 10 year running <laughs> ordeal where I've, I've just been struggling to get to the point where i could you know i'm also like a, a father i have two kids and they were very small for a very long time <laughs> and uh, they're they're now teenagers and they don't need me so much now yeah. and so i can right. i can branch off and like if i need to travel for festivals and stuff i can which was another setback i had before that kept me out of kind of pushing for my own thing was i was like oh, i can make my own movies but what am i going to do if i can't take them anywhere or show them places right. because i'm i'm stuck here with an anchor you know like i love my kids but you know like i can't just drag them all over the country with me and stuff to do things why not so uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> i could but i mean if you have children it sucks to be traveling with them yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard it's hard being stuck in a car for 12 hours with a 10 year old kid that doesn't want to be in the car anymore you know but that must be a great feeling though to write this for for 10 years and you get to the point where you show it off to like you know or show the script at least to some people who you say are dickhead friends who just get like because <laughs> i have also the same friends who just hate everything <laughs> and so when yeah, you show exactly. them something and they're like whoa this is actually kind of rad i'm like yes he's just like <laughs> you you have a little extra pep in your step and you're like okay maybe i can get this to work you know <laughs> yeah it, it definitely feels good you know i mean especially because i've always felt like you know such a failure in my life and to have people finally like you know that normally break people down be like wow that's great <laughs> I, it's just so it's so awesome you know? it's, it's rewarding like, that, that's how you yeah. know you've got something you know it's yeah there's so many so many things in your life that you fail at and you thought that were good and stuff but there was nobody there telling you it was good so it's really great to have just that that outside voice pumping you up and telling you you know it's like i can tell myself i'm great all day but you know that's just, in the end of the day that's it's just, just you me, like hey dude you're cool man <laughs> like nice <Right>. shoes yeah. <laughs> and right now you are uh crowdfunding is that correct we're about to release your crowdfunding campaign? we're about to crowdfund uh i was hoping to start on wednesday but i think we're pushing it to friday or saturday because we had some issues with the llc getting that in time and stuff yeah, and yeah. what are you you know all this to raise? Those... i'm sorry what are you aiming to raise uh we're looking to get about 14 grand which okay. you know is it's a lot but it's also not a lot you know it's uh because i'm trying to get like I'm trying to get a lot of people that are like top of the line people that I've worked with over the years that really, I think, um, can really drive the movie forward and stuff. And, you know, I, I haven't done so much camera work and sound and things like that and editing. And so I'm trying to bring in the people that know all of that stuff, like way more than most people do. And, uh, just really kind of help, help them, uh, you know, have them help me get that, that wave written out, you know, on it. Cause Right. There's so many details, and you can't know all of them on your own. And so I'm just really relying on having a badass crew to to really drive it, you know. 
totally. Uh, I'm always interested in people who, you know, didn't produce and came very truly from the crew world and doing their first movie. What was maybe, I mean, but you've seen stuff on set, so you're not like new to how a set runs, but sets are all different sizes and, and they all need different things. So what was the first learning thing that you you have experienced thus far on this journey of making a short film? Uh, really, it's just about all the paperwork, man. Like all the things you got to do with the stupid IRS <laughs> and trying to get their EIN numbers. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to make a movie. Like I just want to scare some stoners. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to remember <laughs> abbreviations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm like looking at all this stuff, and I'm like, I have to learn a whole new language practically just to like do paperwork and stuff. And paperwork has never been my strong suit. So like, yeah. I got to have my wife involved. You know, she's she's been a real savior through a lot of it and stepped in to uh explain things to me where i'm lacking in it you know i'm a real hammer and nails guy i'm a an artist with the paints and the the sculpting you're a practical stuff, you know? man when it comes down to mm. yeah when it comes down to like the technicality of uh laws and rules and stuff you know it's like that's like ugh, i hate that <laughs> that's, Are you that's not my bag to navigate the whole sag thing so like getting a i guess the interim uh what was it called waiver yeah not really because uh from what i'm my understanding is from what i've been reading in it and stuff is that we're going to be on such a low level of production that we're you know, not even a, a blip in their radar. And uh, I figure by the time we're done with editing and everything, you know, it's going to take forever to get this actually finished. And by the time it's actually done and going to festivals or anything, this whole strike thing is going to be completely over and we'll all be back at work and stuff. So I think, I think we're pretty much in the clear on it. I don't think anybody's paying attention to some guy's first movie. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So, I mean... I also, you know, all of our all of our friends are out of work and stuff, and this is a way for us all to make a little bit of money and stuff to just get us by and stuff. And like I said, I have kids and stuff, and I mean, I'm not going to get any money out of this, but, you know, I know a ton of other people on the crew are, you know, they're struggling right now. It's, there's no work out there, and if I can help out some people and stuff, I mean, all these people have been such an asset to me in my career, like, pushing me forward, helping me out with jobs, like... I, I've had so many people like put my name in the hat for me and stuff, and like I, I've never necessarily been able in a position to do that for other people so much. You know, I throw names out there, but I've never been that driving force that got a whole bunch of people hired. And I'd, I'd like to throw that favor back out to people, get us all a good wage on this, and make a fun movie where we're not all hating each other through it. Oh, <laughs> you bring up a really so. big. I think a very important point, I've talked about this uh, on other podcasts, is that uh, I think if you can go through with rem always remembering who was there in the beginning who helped you out and at some point returning the favor to help other people create their opportunities or, or whatever, and that's, that's what makes our film community a community, and ha that's how we all survive, and that is the only way that we grow and get a bigger pie instead of on the scarcity mindset of like, oh, I have to not covet this job because there's not a lot of jobs. I think you're creating it. You're creating the opportunities, and that's great. Yeah, that's what we well, need. We're also right now. 
we're also in an industry where there's nowhere to turn in an application or a resume or anything like that. And so like, we're all just reliant on each other. You know, there's, there's no one out there that you can just go to and be like, Hey, can I have a job in the movie industry? Like that's not a yeah. thing. You know? right. So we all, we all just have to take care of each other and make sure when, when we have an open spot, we pull that guy that pulled us in, you know, like there's, so many people out there in our especially in austin we're so lucky to have like these incredibly talented people and unfortunately we're all just sitting on our asses unable to do anything right totally now. Like, sucks <laughs> like, yeah yeah i feel ya. yeah 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 um no that you're it's great i i it's it's these little projects that'll keep us going and like yeah it's not you have to we, we're creators like we don't want to sit idle and like it's driving a lot of us nuts yeah just not yeah. being able to to utilize that part of our brain and stuff so that's really cool that you're creating this project to to give opportunities to people who've helped you out also and to just make something fun yeah when when yeah. the strike's over i think we're all going to be working so much like i mean because the thing is that the writers are on strike and stuff but they're not not writing those guys are all sitting at home still making scripts and stuff. And so when the strike's over, it's going to be like, okay, well, here's my 50 scripts I just wrote. Let's make <laughs> right. 50 movies. Yeah. So I'm really hopeful. If it's anything like the last strike, we're going to be yeah. bombarded with a ton of work afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time. Maybe to... this time I'll save some money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all this equipment's got me broke, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, just an LLC. I was like, oh my god, I gotta empty my bank account right now just to get the LLC figured yes. out. So like, it's brutal. Damn. And I haven't even. You've got to pay like six hundred dollars to go and try to raise six hundred dollars. I thought the LLC in Texas was three something. I can't remember. Well, it's, it's three something, but then there's all the like little extras that they tack on so that you can like get it rushed ahead and stuff. Because we ah. we had some hiccups on it in the in the initial run and stuff, and I was like, well, fuck, now I have to pay rush fees to get all this processed. Like, we had EIN numbers that weren't working for some reason, and yeah, now it's all situated and stuff. Set. But yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to just be out there. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, you want to film? You want to do all this? We'll sell your soul and give me all your money, <laughs> please. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at the like garage sale part right now of it. I'm like, hey, you see anything you like, guys? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> it's all for sale. <laughs> exactly. I'll take my shirt off and sell it right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> free uh, lap debt. Well, not free. Paid lap yeah. debt, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Put just out click right subscribe yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly we'll put out for a movie <laughs> yeah if only putting out was what i had to do jeez <laughs> yeah if it made my life easier yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so with this short film uh, is it just that is it just one character in the uh in the entire short uh well we've got a the the main character she she leaves a bar so i mean i guess there's two like extras that she she walks out of a bar with but okay. they don't really talk or anything and then we've got a an unexpected character at ah, the end I of see. the road okay so there's gotcha. there's a, a minimal cast minimal crew really but uh i mean it's it's still no, yeah expensive <laughs> but I, I I love that though. It's so, it's sort of like um, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever watched like the first uh, Coen Brothers film, Blood Simple, but it's sort of like on uh, uh on the same vein of just like very minimalist and just like 
there's only a few characters that's it and there's a car and maybe like two locations <laughs> and then the rest is just yeah. on the road <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and yeah. uh that's, a, that's about what we're looking for well that's because that, that's what i was about to bring up is like is like that's that's kind of what i what i love is just kind of like keeping it intimate and in, like well maybe not intimate but like isolated in a way where it's like you have this vast open world, but like you're 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 only just gonna limit it to these couple of characters in this story at least, and um and I saw I see that you're wearing a, a Dawn of the Dead shirt, and so I like I I already know you're you're just like a super independent horror fan, right? Like you just like definitely, you uh, definitely. So was there any inspirations that drew this story? Uh, without of course spoiling the story. Um, for you to make the short film, were there like films or books? Well, I mean, there's except for the story that you were told. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's endless inspiration. Every time I turn on the TV, I find some sort of aspect. I'm like, I want to put that in my movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like a, a lot. I get a lot of inspiration from like John Carpenter. You know, a lot of his stuff was Ooh. done without all the blood and the gore necessarily. I mean, in Halloween, just for example, I mean, there's like no blood. It's, you know, just a terrifying yeah. movie on its own just because you're like, well, there could be a guy that just kills the crap out of me. He just stalks <laughs> and, so, and stabs the shit out of people. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's not the blood that's scary. It's the uh, the the terror that comes from trying to avoid the blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're sitting in class and you see from... a killer outside your window staring at you. You know, it's fucking terrifying. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And, I mean, it's just just a guy staring at you down the road, and I mean that's that's terrifying enough, you know. It's that's that's what I'm looking for with it is the real, uh, the, the true life experience of of terror that is there. I mean, we've we've all been in a situation where we were like, this is sketchy as hell, and I might die, and uh, I yeah. think like that's what I'm looking to trigger is that that feeling, that memory that everybody has, where they're like, oh crap, I had that happen. I almost like that was scary for me at some point like maybe not in that exact tier but really in that realm of just like the the human aspect of just not knowing you're, you're surrounded right. by bad stuff all the time i mean you're, you just get on the go to the grocery store how many of those people are serial killers you don't know like by statistics at least one of them right anticipation <laughs> <laughs> yeah where we don't know, that's where it breaks the last of horror and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that great unknown, you know. It's like you're in the in the water swimming around in the lake and you felt something brush against your feet. You look down, you can't see what it was. That's what's scary. It was probably just a damn leaf, but now you're getting out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now it's in your head, yeah. Yeah. And the paranoia is just a, uh, uh, using film as a creative device to just uh, it just, just like basically point out all the paranoia that you have. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. And, and it's great right now. I'm like scouting locations and stuff, and uh, Texas is just riddled with terrifying dirt roads. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude. Holy shit! I'm standing on it. I'm standing on these dirt roads and I'm like, I'm scared. And I'm like, dude, I'm like a 40 year old man that like, you know, looks around like heavy equipment all day. I'm, I'm, I can handle myself, but I'm terrified on this dirt road right now. This is, this is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a Which, George uh, Romero. Ver- are you looking at? Uh, I guess like, what's your ideal dirt road? Right. Uh, well, 
there, there's one actually that I just found near my house here in Buda that's privately owned by some very sketchy characters. So um, I'm hoping I can get it really cheap. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, wow. They look like they need some new windows on their house and some, <laughs> so, like, some, some taped up stuff going on over there. Oh, man. But uh, running meth uh, lab, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, they're a little know, weird, but they're cool. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on, on Fear the Walking Dead, we filmed at some really sketchy areas, too. But, you know, whatever you got to do to get your damn shot, that's that's my aspect on it. It's, it's uh, I, I like atmosphere. I like scenery. I'm a big fan of the old horror movies where, like, you know, you, you see just, like, this scenario, like, this whole uh, set just you can tell it's all fake but it's like just gorgeous horror art you know and oh uh, yeah so that's that's really what we're looking for is just something really dramatically isolated i want trees just growing over the road as like you know almost like you're driving through a tunnel yeah there's no escape through the woods there's no turning your car around because you're so tight on this road it's you know there's there's nowhere to go but forward but forward sure is gonna suck Oh, it's like <laughs> Evil Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Are there, there's... you enhancing the location in any way in terms of set deck and arts or greens or? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we're definitely going to have to thicken up trees and bushes because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of camera shots through trees and bushes. And uh, it's, it's really just got to be, I, I need it to be just isolated and stuff. So I need it to look like there's so much underbrush that there's, there's no way off of that road, you know, and that there's no reason anyone else should be out there. It's, uh, it's kind of a goal there. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by, like, w when a hyper-specific crew member does a finally does their film how different like if a art person did it, it's like the john wick was is a stunt person who did that right so it's all about yeah. the stunt so what is yours going to be like because you've been very art heavy you know like yeah I, I think it's yeah. it's definitely going to be very art driven you know the, the like i said the whole aesthetic is really what's important to me and there, there's a lot of uh, work that I'm going to be putting into it, trying to keep it kind of in like a timeless time frame. Mm -hmm. We've got kind of an old car. It's like a, a 97 Subaru Outback, but it's pretty beat up and stuff. And so the, the time frame is really, it could be like anywhere from like the early 90s to now. It's hard to tell because we're going to be on country roads. You know, these could be, you know, modern, modern day right now, 2023, but they're just, you know, hillbillies driving around in old cars. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm trying to put a lot of artwork into the the keeping any kind of uh, specifics for a time era out of it and stuff. Yeah. And so that's a lot of our artworks, like our art department's going to be going into that, just just eliminating any kind of obvious source of era. Very, very cool. That's um, awesome. Are there specific art people that you follow? Like for aesthetics and and looks and stuff like that, I'm always just curious because like I I I primarily just fil follow directors and if anything I I follow maybe DP and because shots and stuff has been my forte. I, I come from a camera background, so um, I'm interested in knowing like maybe I, I, yeah. 
I think in art, it's really hard because uh, you'd never really know who's doing the art. You know, it's like there's art directors and there's production designers and stuff, but they're not always the ones that are doing any of it. So you can follow that person, but really, like, it's like the crew members below them that are actually doing that art. So it's almost hard to, like, decide who to follow in the art department, you know, in the in the whole art field in general, I think. Uh, I think production designers do a great job and stuff, but a lot of that is delegating to the the people that make that dream happen, you know. And uh, so it, it's I think in the art department, it's really hard to find somebody directly that you're just like I love everything this person does and mm-hmm. what they do. It's not quite as much as like a director where they always have that certain vibe about them, yeah. and every production is so different that it's. You know, it's hard to develop your own, uh, I guess, stylization when you're production designing sometimes. Yeah. But then you get into, like, the effects world, which I'm very heavy into also. And that, it's a, it's very easy to, like, find favorites in that and stuff, you know. I mean, there's, there's so many big ones like Tom Holland and, uh, I mean, Stan Winston did so many badass things and stuff it's hard not to just like fall in love with all of that yeah. stuff. Anyone that did anything for uh, Spielberg, I mean, is freaking amazing obviously yeah oh yeah very into like spielberg yeah yeah is any of your special effects background being injected into this film oh definitely definitely um a big part of our um big reveal at the end involves uh animatronics and stuff that i'm I'm putting together like uh, there's there's just not ways to to film it without it and uh you know, I mean, pretty much on that, like, that's not even figured into our, our 14 grand budget, pretty much. That's that's just going to be coming out of my pocket and something I'm doing currently in my free time, just trying my best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's all a learning experience and I'm, I'm feeling really good about what I've got working out there in the garage right now. And uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of special effects that's going to come into it. A lot of, like I said, atmosphere and stuff. Lots of um, lots of smoke machine work and stuff. I've got uh, my good buddy Nick Howard is going to be running effects on it for me. And, you know, he's got a really extensive background and tons of things. And I've worked with him on a million projects. And, like, he's one of my best friends. So he's, he's offering me some, some good help and stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is... I don't know much about animatronics at all. Uh, are there shops in L- uh, it, I keep thinking LA uh, in <laughs> Austin that are spe- that specialize in that, uh, or mm. is is it something? If, you have if to there are, about? I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> if there if there are, I'm not aware. I'm I, just basically right now watching YouTube videos, and I've done right. some uh, some little animatronic stuff on some some puppet gigs like i worked with uh, on that up on a housetop that was here in town yes. not too long ago yes. i was the uh, special effects coordinator on that and uh, oh, from dakota here. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, those, yeah those guys are awesome like th- did you see the movie it's so yeah. good so not good. yet i i want to though I mean, yeah i saw it because uh, i'm a big fan of taylor camera's uh D- dp work so mm-hmm. um so i saw that and then Obviously, I've I've worked with Dakota and so much for him as art, you know, me as AD. Uh, And yeah, I saw it. I thought it was well done. And it's a, I'm so glad that they got a Fantasia, which is a fantastic film festival. Oh my God. No, I know. They they deserve it so much. Like, like Michael and Dakota are just such characters, you know, it's like they, there just needs to be a TV show just about those two alone. Yeah. (laughs) 
I would watch it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we we did a lot of stuff for that movie and everything, and I the deer was I genuinely uh, the the deer. deer it, um, it, it was a puppeteered animatronic. It had a uh, cable driven mouth yeah. and legs and stuff on it. Um, there was I also a person inside of it. Yeah. Oh, that deer was a nightmare. It was like every step of the way, like, you know, it's like, okay, can we get the mouth to move? Okay, and snap. Nope, can't get that. The cable just broke. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, okay, well, let's get the leg to move. Oh, cable broke and stuff. Because it was a rented deer from a, a, a previous project of somebody's, and it was not it meant for what we were like, doing. Right, it. yeah. It was the whole, like, it was deer, but it was, it was supposed to be reindeer, but you guys had to, like, do stuff to it to make it look like yeah. reindeer. Yeah, Dakota was you, on, the, our, on our thing, so he he was bitched about that. It was really funny. <laughs> well, they they cut the the film so well that like in that you genuinely you can't tell. It, it's so legit looking. Like, yeah. and I I absolutely I couldn't speak higher of those guys and stuff. And working on that project, they let me bring my son in to work with me. He was okay. like 15 at the time, and yeah. so he's running a snow machine for me and stuff. <laughs> and nice. It was just this really great experience all the way around. Like I could, I couldn't speak higher, like too high of those guys, you know. So that and, uh, is a so hopefully, yeah. How much of that was because I didn't know how much was practical snow and what was enhanced in visual effects. Um, pretty much. I mean, like the majority of it was practical snow. Uh, they did some enhancement on it, but I mean, we we were out there running snow machines and stuff, you know, and. Uh, all, the whole ground is all like you know that uh, I don't know the what stuff, the material is, but it's it's like a yeah like a diaper you know you get the yeah. water and it's yep. it's, it's super weird stuff very slippery everybody's slippery. busting their everybody's ass the whole dying. time yep. oh yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's but good. yeah this stuff looks really it's good yeah. such a fun movie such a fun movie there's not near enough holiday like horror out there you know there really no. should be yeah there absolutely should be yeah. I mean, Krampus is the only one that comes to mind, and that one was, I mean, it was, it's fine. <laughs> I'll just say that. It's, it, it, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I know that when you were talking about this, the script and everything, that it was through real-life events, and, but when you were writing it, did you ever consider, like, oh, I know how to do this, so I'm going to write that into this script? You know, that, like, writing to your strengths, writing to uh what you have you know the typical write what you know (laughs) yeah yeah uh luckily what i know is driving around on dirt roads (laughs) 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 dude i'm so so, good with dirt roads (laughs) yeah i'm like really good i'm like third generation (laughs) dirt road driver (laughs) my daddy drove on dirt roads and my daddy's daddy drove on dirt roads (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man now i don't remember what your question was <laughs> i'm sorry oh, I, I didn't mean writing when you were writing your script did you think about writing to your strengths uh as special effects and you know like oh i'm gonna write this because i know how to do this or i'm writing this because i have access to this and you know i think like right off right off the bat i had to kind of like just write it into a certain way that uh, I could do legally. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, 
there's you know uh, like i said I, I just can't give away too much okay, and stuff okay, but okay. um there's there's a, a sensitive character at the end of this that has to be dealt with like very sensitively so that nobody gets hurt and nothing is uh no one gets damaged in the process of filming and it's it's a very expensive ordeal just to have this on set and uh so i i had to write it in little differently than the story i was told just so that it was a safety issue you know yeah 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 yeah. and then yeah. the end the end of the story i changed a little bit because i i felt like you know everybody walking away from it fine seemed a little like boring to me so <laughs> i changed yeah. up the end a little bit added a little bit of something there and uh We'll we'll all be very pleasantly surprised when we watch this. I know it's very vague and stuff, but it's a short film. I'm I only excited. have like four. Yeah. It's four. It's a four minute film, and if I tell you too much, then like, right. I've, why am I making this movie? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Well, safe to say that you hate pre-production, um, but you, the part that you're most excited about is probably production, right? Mm -hmm. um, have you ever? Yeah. You have not dealt with post before, right? Is what you're saying? That it, it's no. Uh, the, the, the closest I've gotten to dealing with post is that we just shot a little like promo, like, you know, give me money video. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sat around for a few minutes of the editing on that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm picking people that I feel very confident in their skills and mm -hmm. I'm just telling them what I want. And I'm saying, you do whatever it is you think you should do to make it look badass within this realm. And I'm just hoping that all the artists come together and just, kill it you know because they they normally do if, I yeah think if you give the artist the the leeway to do their thing they'll do it yeah. yeah during this process have you made any discoveries of like hey oh i actually like doing this uh i'm gonna add a new skill set now to my resume or has it just more solidified that you like what you do and you don't really want to deal with anything else beyond <laughs> you know art yeah, that's 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 where you live and that's where you feel comfortable, you know, and you're Think happy with, I think. I, I've always really wanted to direct and stuff and write and I think like doing this has given me like a real like boost in that. Like just showing my writing to some people and getting like positive feedback has really yeah. showed me that like I think the writer's seat and the director's seat is really where I wanna be. I mean I, I watch horror movies nonstop and I have like since a disturbing age like my mom really didn't hold back on anything you know she was like yeah watch whatever the hell you want i'm going outside you know yeah. i was like oh cool return of the living dead Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like i don't know i'm just all i think that like you know i i know what movies should be made i'm i'm watching movies all the time and i'm never seeing the one i want to watch you know and so the one that i want right. to watch is up in this freaking noggin and i gotta get it out there and start making the movies that i want to see because i mean I, f I feel like we're we're hitting a stagnant era in film where people just need to start branching out and doing crazy weird shit totally like it's it's so basic nowadays and like okay ooh, creepy little girl in a doorway you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm tired of that i'm tired of seeing a creepy girl in the doorway i'm tired of zombies i want some like yeah something different yeah. It's the typical so Wes Craven uh, jump scare where like the door closes or like the fridge closes and someone just stands there and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah it's always, or always some, that. Somebody throws a cat, you know, like, here's a cat. <laughs> you know? like, why yeah. is the cat flying through the air? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many cat scares. Like, I want to make just a reel of just every horror movie cat scare. Just throw yeah. all the 
I, I, I thought of the same thing. I've always wanted to see like a supercut of like objects just like dropping for no reason. And then like you hear the piano keys crash and shit like that. And then everyone gets <laughs> exactly. scared. It's just like, what the fuck? A piece of wood just fell. And then we're now freaking out and shit. It's like, come on. Exactly. You know, paranoia is real, but let's just not make it fucking that real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So the writing oh, process. Oh, go ahead, Christine. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. All I said was I'm excited for you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I'm excited to be on the show talking about this for the first time. Yeah, it's like I, I've told all my friends about it. And it's just exciting to be like, you know, this is like my first press thing. <laughs> and it, I, i've yeah. always admired you uh like christine like we we worked together on something i don't even remember what it was like vein lines or something like that way way back when i was first starting out and stuff and i remember being like wow like that chick's got it all together man <laughs> like and now i'm on your your podcast so yeah, how cool is that well, it's, <laughs> i think it's i think it's always cool when uh, we all have seen each other work, and then like, then you start to see people grow into different roles and stuff. I, mm -hmm. I was actually gonna ask, like, I know that how I know that you w wanted to direct and write because there are stories that you feel that you want to see that you aren't seeing, and that's the primary driver. Yes, but when you first got into film, did you ever see yourself as a writer director? Or was it because throughout the years you've developed a love for filmmaking and been an avid film uh, viewer that you started to think, hey, I could do that? Or like, did you, because I, everybody goes in differently. I went in being like, that's all I want to do, direct and write. That was always, uh, well, directing, not the writing part. Writing I kind of fell into, but directing was always, it, that's what I wanted to do. But how did you like discover that? I think like I always wanted to direct to a certain degree at least you know like just uh, growing up during the whole Indiana Jones era and stuff and like there were so many interviews I saw with like Spielberg talking about filming it and stuff and I was like wow I want to do that but I never like saw it being an actual thing I never thought that like I'd make it into the film industry whatsoever let alone stepping into a director's chair or a writer's seat or anything like that you know it's it's going into it it seems even at this point it seems very surreal like i was standing on my stairway yesterday just like looking up the stairs like i don't know if i can make a movie maybe i can't i don't know and then i was like wait a minute you got this you got this you've made movies already like with tons of other people and stuff what are you telling yourself you know it's, there's always just been a real like uh an obstacle of like self um I don't know, self-doubt, I guess, is mm -hmm. the thing that kept me from feeling like I'd ever make it into that director's seat. But, uh, you know, every time I take a step up in the film world, I'm I'm surprised and shocked. I'm like, wow, I'm doing this. And, <laughs> I know uh, things. I always think, oh, yeah. God, I know things. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times I've driven home from a set and, like, just randomly, like, burst into tears and been like, oh, my God, I, like, actually did something really cool today and stuff. Yeah. Like, this is, like, one of, like, my dream actually happened today. Like, the first time I ever did special effects, like, I mean, I got, I got pulled into it on Fear the Walking Dead, which is, you know, yeah. such a huge show. And, like, yeah. I went from, like, digging holes to, like, lighting things on fire and, like, blowing stuff up and, like... And it's it's just 
how did I do this? How did I get into this field? You know, none of it ever seems real. And it always seems like everything's out of grasp until it is in your grasp. And then you're like, whoa, I'm already here. It's, it's just such a shock all the time. I agree. Yeah. I, I've had those moments too, where I'll, I don't know if you get this, but when it, when I know it's a big step, like a big film or something that I is bigger than what I've done I always have that like imposter syndrome in the very beginning like very mm -hmm. scared of like do I know anything do I do I know do I do I know how to AD like I asked I've yeah. I've told my uh, my roommate is a, a um, she does uh, makeup and everything in the industry Roxy McDaniel I don't know if you know her she's from Texas uh, but she uh, I, I will go and tell her hey I don't know if I I, I haven't stepped on set in like, you know, in a month. Did, did I just forget everything? You know, type thing. And then you get, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. you go through the set and you leave and you're like, wait a minute, I know shit. <laughs> and that realization yeah. of like, oh, I I am there and I know how to do stuff and I am a salty veteran now is a funny mm -hmm. like realization to to come to and 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 be like, okay, like, but. Before every big major set, I always have, no matter what, I still have that feeling of like, do I know anything? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if you get that. Yeah. That that night before walking onto set and stuff for yeah. the first time and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, like, uh, did I trick them into hiring me? Yeah. You know, like, was <laughs> I was I like devious getting in here? <laughs> like, I, I feel like I told them I I know more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> and get in there and it's. Yeah. I uh, fooled them in the interview. interview. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all old hat when you get in there and stuff. Everything, yeah, you know, totally. Place and like, it, especially when you walk into a room, you, you go in there, you're so like nervous and stuff at first. Then you look around, and you're like, oh, I know all these people. Like, and it's you know, Austin's a very small community. Yeah, where totally. You know, it's, a, it's big, but it's small. And you walk in, and you you know at least half the people on every yeah. set. You yeah. Know, once you've been here for a few years, and yep. so it's 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 uh. You know, it's it's comfortable once you're there, but it's that buildup in my head that's like I said, all that self doubt that just gets in there. And the, I mean, the film industry is just loaded with self doubt. And like, I mean, you stand around at the like you know crafty cart with all your friends, and all you do is talk shit about movies and tell people how <laughs> dumb the movie was you just watched and how much it sucked and stuff. And then then I'm like, but I'm gonna make a movie and it's gonna be really good. It's guys. gonna be a good movie. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, right. you know, there's a lot of doubt. Yeah, exactly. But like, like you said too, it's like it's it's great working in Austin because like I I love because I get that <clears throat> anxious feeling as well. Like the night before, like especially if I'm doing art, I am just a bundle of nerves. Especially if I'm working in art with people who I don't know, that is also even worse because then I'm like, I don't know this set deck. I don't know this art director. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to show up with my toolkit and they're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I always have this fear. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, they're like, do you even know how to use a hammer? I'm like, I do. <laughs> Please leave me alone. You know? And so I don't know. Like, but then you get to that point where you show up to set and you're like, Oh, I know half of these motherfuckers. Oh, this is actually fine. This is cool. What the fuck? And then it doesn't feel like work at that point, right? It's like then all yeah. those days in the rap day, it's just like it goes by in a flash. I'm like, 
well, shit, why the fuck did I get all nervous in the beginning? But then I do the same shit over again the next project. So I'm like, fuck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Never learn. Never I learn. don't learn my <laughs> lesson, you know? I'll What's learn your... skills, but I'll never learn a lesson. No, <laughs> come on. Favorite thing about this whole, about your whole journey, um, as a filmmaker or getting to this process where you are right now, uh, what is? Can you name what's been your favorite thing about like, the, the omnipotent power that <laughs> I wield over everyone underneath me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, peasants. <laughs> I really like the ivory tower I've built for myself. <laughs> uh, I, I really like just uh, just being like the, the driving force on something for once. Instead of just being one of the, the cogs in the wheel, I like being, um, I, I don't know, I guess like uh, being a parent for so long, I, I feel like a father always, and being in this position, I'm like, oh, like, this is cool, like, I'm kind of a dad now again to, like, all these guys, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> You're a rad dad for the crew, that's, that's what yeah, everybody exactly. needs, you know, yeah. What words of advice do you have for somebody else who is normally typical crew position and they have some ideas and maybe they might want to make their film like what what mentally do you have what hurdle do you need to get over and i guess what words of advice do you have that you wish somebody had told you that may have you know gotten you to do your film sooner you know i think the biggest words of advice are to just shut up and do it like, I, mm. I think if somebody had told me a long time ago, just quit fucking thinking about it all the time. Quit running over it in your head over and over and over, looking for every problem you can and every reason why you can't. Uh, if somebody had just been sitting there going, do it, man, just do it. But then again, that, that self-doubt where you're like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can. And once you're in, you're in so deep, you know, and there's a lot of money involved. And if you fail, you're going to fail, you know, so like, right. it's, it, you just got to go do it. That's my, my words of advice to anyone in really any field whatsoever. It doesn't even have to be the film industry. Take this in any aspect of your life. Just freaking do it, man. Just quit waiting. Like, you only have so much time. We could die tomorrow. I could literally die during this podcast right now while we're talking. Right. And, right. You know, like, yeah, exactly. It's really going to help y'all's ratings. <laughs> <laughs> we will get sponsored, Mike. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> y'all want to see something cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dude, how fucking metal yeah, is I'm that? Good. A guest dies in the middle of a podcast? That's crazy. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. But, <laughs> but as we uh, as we wrap everything up, we're broaching an hour. Uh, we're just having a good time here, ladies and gentlemen. This, that, that hour blew right the fuck by. That's crazy. Um, so it, the, so it, the crowdfunding hasn't started yet, but it will start this week, right? Yes, and it should, it should be running by this weekend is my goal. I'm praying that there are no more hiccups, but you know, anything it, it's filmed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, now, and now that I've said it, there's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Um. Uh. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say something else with the uh with the crowd. Oh, how long is the crowdfunding gonna be? Uh, 
I'm hoping for a short crowdfund. I feel like, I mean, at the at, at a certain point, people just stop paying attention anyway. Right. So I'm hoping for like right. maybe a 30 day crowdfund at, at most okay. is my goal. Like I think once you hit the 30 day mark and stuff, you're not getting any new investors anyway, and you're just waiting then. And yeah. right. Yeah. I've already waited enough and stuff and like whatever we earn, I can make the movie for. It's just a matter of how high a level we make the movie. You know, yeah. you, if I have 500 bucks, I'll make the damn movie. It's going to get made. It's going to be on, on, you know, somewhere. Somebody's going to be able to see it one day, but uh, how well we make the movie is really where the money comes into play. You know, the, all the, right. the quality of it. Right. Is there a place where people should be going to to look out for it? Uh, is there, a, I guess, a Facebook page, or do you guys have a site yet, a URL? Uh, I just uh, secured an Instagram page for it last night. I haven't nice. set anything onto it yet, okay. but uh, it's called the it's called the Detour. Uh, you'll look up the Detour film, okay. and. Uh, We'll be on Instagram. I'm going to be, uh, hopefully this weekend, uh, putting together the Instagram page, getting all of our, you know, press stuff ready to go. And uh, we're going to try to do a, a fundraising party at some point. I'm nice. looking for bars. So if anybody has a bar, hit us up. <laughs> and uh, try to, I've got a karaoke guy that said he'd offer his services for a party. So looking to, looking to raise some money. Good <laughs> yeah, so the detour film. On Instagram? The Detour film, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then we're going to be on Indiegogo, so yeah. Indiegogo yeah. this week. Excellent. So the Detour film on Instagram should have a lot of the information. And uh, it's, and I guess you're going to be posting on your own personal Facebook, but uh, are you going to start a Facebook, too, uh, page? For yes. The yes, film? definitely. Perfect. We're going we're gonna to start a web page. We're going to have the, the Facebook, Instagrams, all all the media sources, anywhere I can ask people for money, we're going. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. So the best, a great way to support your filmmakers right now, especially with the strikes and everything, because people still need to work, um, is going and supporting independent films. So, um, yeah, letting creatives get to work and do what they love. And uh, while the fight goes on so that people can have better contracts and have, you know, a decent livelihood. Yeah, doing what they love. So, very, very cool. So, the, the Detour film, guys, the Detour film on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. It's always fun to do your first film. So, uh, I'm stoked. And we'll have to bring you back after the whole process and hear all your, like, never do it again. Just kidding. <laughs> great. Yeah, hopefully it'll be Forget awesome. what I said about just do it. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I hope it's going to be uh, as painless as possible, but it's movies. So, uh, yeah. And thank you, Mike. For every, be with your people. Yeah. Every scar is a badge of honor. Every <laughs> scar is a badge of honor. That's right. Well, it, thank you so much, Mike, for, for being on this show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, now it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, of course. And we need you to come back. I mean, you know, you, you, you got, you got our discord link, right? So you just hop in and be like, Hey, I'm going to the podcast. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you oh, show yeah. up, you know, All right. 
Uh, so awesome. I'm all about it. <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much for watching. We got to do a little bit of housekeeping. You know what it is. It's the Get Realisms podcast. We got the Get Realisms book. We got the Get Realisms shirt. We got the Get Realisms hat. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're, we're, we're trying to sell some things. This is a free podcast. Please help us out. Please help out Get Realisms. Getrealisms.com, ladies and gentlemen. Do it. Support independent films. Go and watch them. Go and share their uh, crowdfunding campaign when it comes out. And that's how you help independent filmmakers. Is to sh share, share and market it. And we don't have giant ass marketing budgets. And the the way is to create community, scratch either everybody else's backs, and remember the people that help you along the way and help them as well. So, yeah. And don't cross the picket lines. I'm telling you right now. Don't do it. Yes. Don't you do it. Go watch a movie, you bum. Yeah, go watch. <laughs> yeah, please sit on your ass and be a couch potato and watch a movie. Please, for yep. Christ's sakes. <laughs> your, your weed dealer needs money, too. <laughs> your weed dealer got the dankest, the ickiest of the stickiest, and you got to sit down and watch a movie. Uh, thank you again, Mike, so much for, for coming around uh, and taking your time to uh, to shoot the shit with us. And I think that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. I got I got nothing else uh, for you, okay? So we're going to go now, all right? Thank you so much, Instagram. Thank you again, guys. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, bye, Instagram. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Facebook. We love you. Bow, 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 bow,